0: Hi, I'm Dr. Emmanuel Ako. The early signs of a heart attack can vary. The most common include squeezing across the chest, a feeling of unease, and a sense that something just isn't right. It can be easy to dismiss the early signs of a heart attack as the symptoms don't always feel severe. It's never too early to call 999 and describe your symptoms. Your NHS is here for you. Well, look at this! Fears a guy here just in the nick of time! What does that make us? Big damn heroes, sir! Ain't we just?
1: This is the one that you saved? You are Azit's father. A clan... ...of two. But you have removed your helmet. Then you are a Mandalorian. No more. Your cult... (laughs) ...fractured our people. Where were you then? Did you think your dad was the only Mandalorian?
0: Alright, kid. Hang on. You ready for an adventure?
2: What is this brief mortal life? The pursuit of legacy. I'm Rickon Stark. I call this
0: Valerian. I, Ormond Baratheon. Promise to be faithful to King Viserys. And to his named heir. Uh, Princess Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra Targaryen.
1: Men would sooner put the realm to the torch. See a woman ascend the Iron Throne.
2: We play an ugly game. You have the determination to win it.
0: Hello and welcome to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM, the film and TV radio show where a handful of film enthusiasts shoot the breeze about all things film and television. I'm Marcus Iacco, and I am delighted that producer Dave has finally caught up on Mandalorian and uh, Book of Boba Fett, because I want to hear everything he has to say about those two shows.
2: Pass it on to you. Hi, I'm producer Dave. Um, Yeah, good to be back. I'm glad everyone is there listening to us because uh, a lot's going on this week. So back to Marcus.
0: Yes, okay, okay. so I'm not gonna be doing too much chatting Right now, off the top of the episode, as I've just mentioned, obviously producer Dave has watched uh, two shows um, that I really wanted him to—I wanted to discuss with him—the um, Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, both from the Star Wars canon and both on Disney Plus. He still didn't watch She-Hulk, which I'm—I'm I'm, I'm not okay. I'm—I'm half—I'm half disappointed in the fact that you didn't watch it. But well, the only reason I'm disappointed in the fact that you didn't watch it is because I want to rant about it with someone who's watched it and since you haven't watched it it's just going to be me ranting non-stop um but you know I'll talk about that in a few minutes anyway yeah but you've we'll already ranted before. about She-Hulk anyway I have yes I have I already because I did a rant it was a non-spoiler rant about She-Hulk and to be honest the final episode happened I, I did that rant before I watched the final episode in the show in the series. I watched the final episode in the series and you know that expression that parents say where they say I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed that is basically my feelings for that entire show. So it's just I'm I'm, I'm no longer mad. I passed my mad point I'm now just disappointed And so if there's and I, I've, I've seen some people online, uh, who have been who've been raving about the show, saying the show is great and whatnot. And it's like, I, I was like, you know what? I, I, I don't even want to tackle that yet. I don't want to have an argument with them just yet or a debate with them. I want time to go by. I want two to three months. Let the dust settle. Let other things come out and whatnot. And then I'm going to sit down with these people and say, okay, now that everything is settled and people have started forgetting about that show, I want to come back to you and ask you that question again. Did you really think it was a great show? Because I'm pretty sure half of those people are going to go, nah, I didn't really think it was great. I just wanted to bait some people into conversations. Or some people are going to say, no, I thought it was really good. And this way I can have a conversation rather than a heated emotional debate about it. Because right now all it's in the air is oh it's for trolls, it's trolling, trolling, trolling. But I won't go there. I'm not going to take the bait right now, which is weird because I, I bite on baits nonstop, ferociously, even though I know that it's bait. So I'm not gonna do that today. Anyway, we have a, a banger of a show today. Uh, we're gonna to be talking to producer Dave about the Mandalorian and about uh, the book of Boba Fett. And we can talk about some other TV shows that have uh, their finales happened this week. One in particular, which is the House of the Dragon. We'll talk about that, um, but we'll also do in spotlight. I had the uh, pleasure of speaking with film critic or sort of food critic restaurateur Grace Dent who is uh, who's talking about the new uh, uh, hotel power? Sorry, um, hotel Hyundai, which is a hotel, or rather, it's a getaway that is powered strictly by cars we're going to talk a lot about it in the spotlight section i'm not going to give you too much right now wait until you get to the spotlight section you get to hear a lot about it it's a very interesting concept that's going on and grace dent is is championing it she's talking about this particular uh enterprise. It's, it's a very short run pop-up hotel that's popping up but then we'll talk about that in spotlight but until we get to that point let's go through film and tv news <laughs> to shoot The Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. And I'm producer Dave. I'm producer Dave. We've been uh, touting it already. Uh, You have told me that over your holidays, you watched The Mandalorian and uh Book of Boba Fett. Please do us the the honour of telling us what those two shows about are about and what you thought about them. Well, we've
2: I've already watched The Mandalorian, so I was away with some friends who had never seen The Mandalorian. Um, Well, no, that's not true. There's two series of Mandalorian. Um, One of them had already seen the first series and the other one hadn't seen any of them. And I'd seen both series. So we sat uh, in the evenings where up in the mountains, we sat and watched um, two or three episodes of the Mandalorian got really into it because uh, we were watching it so fast and I'd already seen it anyway, so I knew what was coming. Um, So they all fell in love with Grogu, And uh, yeah, I was like enamored with little cutie again. Uh, So when that finished, I was halfway through the holidays, we decided to go on to the book of Boba Fett, which I had not watched. And I thought the book of Boba Fett was interesting. Um, I looked up Boba Fett and discovered his history. The history was interesting as well, even more interesting, but it wasn't part of the book of Boba Fett. But what I found strange about the book, I mean, the book of Boba Fett was good, but what I found strange about that series was there were two episodes, two long episodes, which I thought would have made up half a series of uh, Mandalorian that featured the Mandalorian. There was an episode which was almost an hour long where he was, like virtually in every single scene. And you saw a little bit of Boba Fett or Boba Fett towards the end.
0: And that was it. Um, and you- Boba Fett wasn't even in that episode. That, that, the episode to which you're referring is the one where um, the Mando, Mando um, is, uh, and for those people who don't know what we're, what we're referring to when Spoiler we talk about uh... the Mandalorian. Um, I'm sorry, go, go for it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so yeah, so The Mandalorian is, is it's these are two TV shows that are in the Star Wars universe, and they're set um, around, they're set before Force Awakens, they're set around maybe just after um, Empire Strikes, no, uh, Return of the Jedi. So they're just after the second um, uh, Death Star has been blown up, which is the third, which is the... Uh, how can I describe it? The se- sixth movie in the franchise. So you know the the first three movies. It, the chronology is a little bit out. It's the third of the original trilogy. Yes, the third of the original trilogy. So these two shows are set just after the third movie of the original trilogy. Thank you very much. I Appreciate it. So Man- the Mandalorian focuses on uh, on this uh, bounty hunter. Who is, who, who's who's um, part of this sort of tribe where they always wear their helmets. They never move their helmets in front of anyone else. And so he's basically a bounty hunter. In the first season, he is tasked with retrieving a package. Turns out that package is uh, what, what, what are, the, the internet is basically calling Baby Yoda, which is a baby form of Yoda. Um, we turn to find out that baby's called Grogu. Uh, and so the, the show is just basically about the two of them going on adventures together. Great show, two seasons, fantastic show, right? Everybody loved those two. I say everybody, I'm sure it had its detractors, but it was a great show, in my opinion. Those two shows, those two seasons were brilliant. Now, before we go any further, season... before you go any further. Um... Yes. Yes. Go for it. Um, The first time anyone
2: heard of Mandalorians or Mandalore was during the Star Wars, the original, the the second Star Wars film, but you didn't know very much about Mandalore or the Mandalorians and you learn, sorry, you learn more about the history of Mandalore and the Mandalorians from the Mandalorian shows, the two Mandalorian shows. So really to be quite honest, Boba Fett was the first, Yeah, Boba Boba Fett was the first Mandalorian that everyone saw. But to learn anything about the Mandalorians themselves, you had to watch the Mandalorian.
0: Absolutely, absolutely correct. And Boba Fett popped up in Empire Strikes Back as the bounty hunter who captures Han Solo um, and so on. And then at the end of the Mandalorian, we do see Boba Fett pop back up. So he pops back up in... Uh, in the second season of The Mandalorian. And at the end of it, you see uh, Boba Fett and uh, Fennec Shand, another character that you meet in the, in the show, basically team up. And you basically understand that there's going to be a spin off season called The Book of Boba Fett, which focuses on Boba Fett taking over as the crime lord in this particular town, village, city, whatever you want to call it. Now, everyone's excited to go and watch Boba Fett this season, you know, The Book of Boba Fett, and it starts. Okay, now, Producer Dave, you've already raved about how you liked uh, the Mandalorian series, and you've now touched on how two episodes in The Book of Boba Fett basically had Mandalorian. And I agree with you. The, the, The Book of Boba Fett basically was trying to show what happened to Boba Fett in between the last time we saw him in the Star Wars universe, which was uh, Return of the Jedi, where he falls into a sarlacc pit and is presumed dead. But you get to see what happens from him from that point until the point where he meets Mando and so on and so forth. Um, but the story is so slow in the way it's being dragged. I mean, it's it, it has its interesting points, but you already know where he's going to end up. Right. So it's dragged out really slowly. Plus, the current day storyline is even slower in what it's trying to do and trying to achieve. So much so that halfway through that show, we stop seeing Boba Fett and we stop seeing uh, Fennec Shand played brilliantly by Ming-Na Wen. And then we jump in to see what Mando's up to. <laughs> so we have an entire episode that is focused on The Mandalorian. And his own activities, what he's supposed to be doing. Uh, That entire episode, it's like you would think you were watching the season of The Mandalorian. And it's only at the very end where Fennec Shand pops up and you realize, oh yeah, that's true. Um, We're actually watching Book of Boba Fett. And then the next episode is then focused on Grogu, right? (laughs) It's focused on Grogu. And in that bit, yes, we do see a lot more of Boba Fett and so on. So it's like, and the, the popular expression is going around on Twitter is that the Mandalorian has 2.5 seasons because in order and you have even mentioned it, uh, producer Dave, you said that uh, the major um, character changes occur in Book of Boba Fett. You know, they happen to the Mandalorian and to Grogu that if you didn't watch Book of Boba Fett and you went to watch season three of the Mandalorian, you're gonna wonder. Where did this come from? Because when we ended season two, none of this happened. So you have to go and watch Book of Boba Fett to carry on with Mandalorian 3. But let's throw to you, appreciate. as you watch Boba Fett, in your opinion, well, let's say you were to give it a rating. Let's say out of five, five being, I don't know, Breaking Bad or Suits or Ted Lasso and one being She-Hulk what would you where would you put book of boba fett <laughs> well i haven't seen she-hope but
2: <laughs> i would give book of boba fett um i give it a three and a half including the mandalorian three and a half okay
0: yeah. three and a half
2: is pretty if three and a half is pretty good so if you took out the two episodes of the mandalorian there are only seven episodes in the whole of the boba fett season i would say that I would give um, if those two episodes weren't there, I would only give it three. Yeah, I'll give it three and a half um, three but with the Mandalorian, I'll give it an okay, extra half. So
0: the extra half is because the Mandalorian popped up. Okay, I agree. Yeah now, now in comparison, w- what would you give the Mandalorian? Oh gosh, that's
2: an easy four and a half stroke five, especially especially yeah. season two that's a definitely definitely a five. Four and a half. Well, yeah, no, and fact, i, I mean being yeah. mean. The first season five, and the second season okay.
0: four and I, a half. See, I wouldn't go as high as five. I'd say four, but that's me. I'm I'm trying to be a little bit more critical because a whole bunch of shows that I put, you know, I, if, would I go back and watch it again? If I would, if I would happily go back and watch it on repeat, I would give it a five. That's why I threw things like Ted Lasso in there and Suits and Firefly. Those are shows I would happily go back and watch them over and over again. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. I agree with your point. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Acho. I'm producer Dave, and we've just been talking about the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, which is on uh, Disney Plus. Go check it out if you ha- if you are interested in Star Wars universe. Um, another TV show that uh, I am very interested in which is based on the, uh, the books, the, book, the Song of Fire and Ice, Game of Thrones series is called House of the Dragon, which uh, has been showing on Sky Atlantic, and it just showed its last episode of the first season this week. Um, Producer Dave, are you interested in the Game of Thrones series or in the House of the Dragon at all? I'm sorry, but um, I got lost with Game
2: of Thrones after season three and I never picked it back up. So, you know, I have a lot to catch up on uh, if I were to get back into it. And I've got such a backlog of other films and programs to watch that it's gonna take a backseat for a long period of time. Maybe in a couple of years time, I might tell her and say, oh yes, I've finally watched all those episodes, but
0: not in the moment. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, I I watched all of the episodes of Game of Thrones. I really loved Game of Thrones when it came out. The last season, which I think was it was a season seven or season eight, I can't remember. The very last season, uh, the controversial season, and it's controversial because it, you know the last couple of episodes kind of ruined the entire show. Um, but you know, even even still, if if not for that last you know for some very weird decisions made in that last season, um, I would have held Game of Thrones as being one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, and then House of the Dragon was then talked up, right? And I started thinking, well, you know, the last season of Game of Thrones kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. Um, Do I really want to dive back into this? They're most likely not going to do it well, and so on and so forth. And it's a prequel as well. It's set 172 years before the events of Game of Thrones, which we've seen. But I was like, you know what, let's give it a go. So I dived in and I'm telling you, it is, it is dope. It's really, really good. They it's it's again while it's set in fantasy, you have dragons and so on and so forth in play, uh, but it's really set in this family struggle that's happening um, you know, within the the house Targaryen who are in charge. They're the ones. The, you know, the um the the uh oh what's his name? Uh I can't remember what the you know, the, the king of the seven kingdoms, the one sitting on, on he's from the house Targaryen. And you're seeing the struggle happen within his own household, mainly because obviously tradition has said that you know, whoever you know, when a king dies, they hand over power to the you know their male heir. But he is obviously, you know, he's preparing for when he needs to hand over. But the problem is the only child that he has is a girl, right? And his wife is about to give birth, is uh, supposed to give birth it's, to his first male heir who's expecting is going to be his, you know, successor. But then the mother, the mother and child die in childbirth. And so now he's basically left with this girl who he, you know, it's, she, she, you know, all right, she's saying, look, I'm your only child, I should be heir. But, you know, it's breaking tradition. And then he decides to go for it and says, you know what forget tradition and he said he names her the heir but it then goes forth and you get then see all the political machinations that made Game of Thrones such a fantastic show to watch, but all built and all spurned from this internal family drama that is just really really good. Yeah, you enjoy the great scenery and the dragons fighting and all that kind of stuff but that's not what it's about. It's about family and it's just the first season ended and I was like, Yeah. Okay. You guys have me back on. I'm back in. I'm waiting for season two to come back in. I think season two is going to be great, especially the way they left it off. Um, It's just going to be all out bloody war in season two. So bring House of the Dragon. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Let us know what you think. Send us a message on Twitter on STB underscore resonance FM or on Instagram. Shoot the breeze show. Hashtag. It's all about the three way. Hashtag House of the Dragon. And then give us your thoughts. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ackle, And I'm
2: producer Dave. And before we go on, um, just a quick question. Did you watch the last episode of Doctor Who? I didn't. I didn't. Did you watch it? I didn't watch the entire episode. I didn't want to watch the entire episode, but I did want to watch the transition from Jodie Whittaker to the new Doctor Who. And I like the whole world was surprised. Oh okay. This is out there now. Everyone knows who the new Doctor Who is. Yes. Do you know who the new Doctor Who is? It is David Tennant, right? Yeah, it's gone back it's to David, David Tennant. And everyone's like, "What?" Yes. And I, I thought, oh my gosh, that is a bit of a surprise because I was ex- ex- I was expecting someone else. <laughs> Have they explained why they've done it that way? No, but my thought is um, David Tennant was a really popular Doctor Who, and the new one coming in is going to be yes. um, is going to be um, well, the new showrunner of the show. It goes back to, um, oh, gosh, what's his name again? Well, Russell T. Davis? Yeah, Russell T. Davis. It, it, yeah. Russell T. Davis is now the new showrunner. They've brought him back in. So
0: I think he decided to come in with a, with a shot. But is it going to be for a full season run or is it just going to be for a couple of episodes before it switches again? I think it's going to be, well, from what I've read, it's
2: going to be just three or four episodes before it switches. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because it's BBC is celebrating 100 years, right? So um, I, I think they wanted to do something different, something shocking just to, you know, it's Doctor Who. So they're just like, you know, shock and bring that in and then go from, well, I don't know. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, it might just be for one episode and they just try to keep everybody on their toes. Maybe so. But anyway. Yeah. And, uh, Let's jump into a spotlight. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako, and I am joined by a face that you would recognize if you watch a lot of uh, films and TV TV shows about uh, food and restaurants, MasterChef, et cetera. You would recognize this face and you probably have taken their recommendations uh, numerous times. I will let them introduce themselves. And I'll maybe even throw one of the first questions that I just dropped on her just before we started recording. Please tell us your name and what your favorite film or TV show about food is.
1: Oh, about food. Hello, by the way, Marcus, my name is Grace Dent. I am a restaurant critic. You might know me from MasterChef and lots of other TV shows about food. Oh, you've put me on the spot. So my favourite film about food. I think, well, I, I love the food in Goodfellas. The movie. OK, OK. That's right. Okay, that's... It's not a film about food, but yeah. if you think about it, there's a very strong storyline. Ray Liotta's character is trying to talk about the pitfalls, but the high points of being in the mafia, isn't yeah. he? And the pitfalls are obviously all the bad bits about being a gangster, but the high points are you get the best food. And there's this beautiful moment at the end where he realises that once he's left the mafia and he's a regular, I think as he says, a regular schmuck, he doesn't get proper spaghetti with great sauce. He just gets yep. spaghetti in ketchup. So now, there you go.
0: Now you've you, you've just you've brought up a subject that has been bugging me for a long time, which I've never had the motivation to actually uh, research until you brought that up. There's a scene in Goodfellas where. Um, where Paul Savino is discussing how he's in prison and he's basically, he's, he's working on, on uh, preparation for food. And he's talking about how to prepare the garlic and talking about how yes. you slice it. Now, is his uh, theory on how to prepare garlic actual fact or is that just flourish for Goodfellas?
1: Okay, far from me to argue with Italians <laughs> about how to prepare garlic. I think it possibly does create a depth in the flavor, because if you think about it, you're slicing it very thinly, letting the surface, the the entire beauty of the garlic, you know, swim around and be pungent. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. I think, think, you know, we could talk about garlic all day. It's such an (laughs) There's a million ways to do it, but yes, yeah. Do you know the thing is about, the wonderful thing about that film, they say it with such conviction, don't they? It's um, it's this idea that although they've had their freedom taken away from them, they, uh, they have more time to think about the important things of life other than money and rivalry, which is how to make pasta sauce.
0: You're absolutely right. And, and because I saw that scene, that's how I prepare garlic. And every time I do that, I always get criticised. For what i'm doing and i keep saying it's it paul sovino said it in in paul sovino said book. it and so that's the yeah. reason why i wanted to but thank you very much for verifying that i will use this clip every time anybody argues with me <laughs> on that you're listening to shoot the breeze on resonance 104.4 fm i'm marcus e Ako, and i'm here with uh re- restaurant critic columnist author podcaster just a multi hyphenate grace dent is here <laughs> talking about a number of projects you just told us one of them i'm, I'm glad you were you off the top of your head you had an, uh, an answer for me on the film related question uh so that's that's great you're here because you want to talk to us about a new restaurant that you're curating please tell us what is hotel heimdye all about
1: Hotel Hyundai is not merely a restaurant that I am curating it is an entire hotel experience i am um, i think people know me for uh, sending you to all the best restaurants and being an expert in that but you know i am also fascinated by hospitality you know luxury and also you know not just luxury you know just getting away from it all and getting off the grid sometimes with Hotel Hyundai, what we're doing is it's a very unique experience. You go off into the middle of nowhere, and you stay and have a hotel experience. It's entirely powered by the Hyundai <laughs> Ionic. It is a we we have uh, three cars, and we have the and from those three cars we are powering uh, a kitchen which is firing out. Wonderful, sustainable, luxury food. We have a cabin you can stay in, beautiful and cozy. Um, you can have cocktails, wonderful food, get in, you know, power electric bikes from your car and go off into the wilderness. <laughs> uh, you know, watch our cinema. We've got a cinema going on down there. You know, what we're really doing is showing possibilities for the future of what we can do with uh with cars you know especially you know with this hyundai car we have this thing called vehicle to load uh v2l they call it what it essentially means is you're using your car just like a big charger you know you can plug anything anything with three pins you can plug it into the side so going going forward in time you know When you go camping, or as I prefer to do, glamping, yeah, you can go away. Yeah, you can have your hair straighteners. Yeah, you can have your electric curlers. But you can also have everything to make it, you know, your own little luxury hotel. And this is what we're showing with Hotel Hyundai. But, you know, what we're also doing is just giving people the chance to, you know, go on the website, try and get a place there. And you go down and have a lovely off the grid experience
0: yeah i had a look at the uh at the website and it's it, it, it i mean it's amazing how what the structure how what, how it's structured um with the three cars as you described basically powering yeah. each of the third of the of the uh the hotel itself yeah. am i right in understanding that that entire setup is just for two guests as opposed two to guests people coming in
1: yeah, two guests. You can literally you go down and it's the two of you, and you're cut off from the world. Well, I'll say you're cut off from the world, apart from your private chef, but that is no bad thing, right? <laughs> because he's a very, very good chef. Uh, I was down there the other day, and he cooked me lunch, and it was just absolutely delicious. We've got a you know I curated a menu. It's lots of uh, locally sourced meats and fishes and organic vegetables and, you know, beautiful cocktails and everything. But yeah, just the two of you. I want to say it's Essex. It's near Ongar, but it's not even near there. You know, if you really don't want to see anyone at all, if you're feeling kind of lovely, but also antisocial, you need to get yourself down there
0: yeah it's exactly i mean um, as you said in, in the website there's a marvelous picture of it where it's just set in 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 the woods so it's as you said if you want to spend the day go do hiking etc you can do you can do that and i do like the idea of and this is even said on the website itself sort of moving towards uh, more of a sustain, you know more sustainability with regards to, you know, environment and waste, et cetera. So it's great that you have this set up in nature and you are cut off from a lot of things around you, a lot of distractions that uh, that could happen. Uh, but you know, being... um, as... yeah, sorry. sorry, I
1: was going to say, you know, as, as a critic, what I find more and more is that it's all very well finding these luxurious experiences, you know, these luxurious holiday packages. But, you know, when I talk about them, I just find the public more and more say, they they want to ask questions. They want to know how it's done. They want to know where the waste's going. They want to know what harm this does to the environment. And they want to, you know, they people just want a kinder holiday experience. So for me, this entire project is just a glimpse into the future and how, thang- how things can be done. You know, this is just the start. This is a lot of fun. This project is fabulous. It's great to see it come to fruition, but this is the future. And it's it's just been amazing working with Hyundai on it because, you know, to go from a tiny idea to a four-day build has been fantastic.
0: You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako, and I'm speaking with restaurant critic, Columnist author Grace Dent, who is introducing the first car-powered hotel, Hotel Hyundai, uh, which essentially is for two guests to uh, to enjoy a chef-prepared meal in an environment that is set up and powered completely uh, by cars. Three Hyundais that are parked there, and uh, and when I was looking at it, and one of the because. I, I was thinking of the getaway idea, I was thinking of myself going there with my partner. And I was thinking, this is all nice, this is great. Uh, and it's just the last the last little paragraph in the, uh, in the pitch is what sold it for me. Because anybody who listens to this show knows that uh, I'm all for cinema and I'm all for films. So for me, a getaway, I would be thinking immediately, yeah, that's great, we're in the woods and everything else, but is there an opportunity for me to watch a movie? And you do have that, that's the third aspect of the hotel experience. Now I'm gonna be remiss if I don't ask, what film do you have in the cinema that you're gonna be showing in in, in this experience? Is there a particular playlist or is it sort of the, you get the opportunity to pick something that you want?
1: I think at the moment we have a bespoke playlist. However, I think the sky's the limit. I, I honestly think that you could probably request whatever you want, you're your own boss when you get down there what would you choose what do you want like you're speaking to the woman that curated it what's the request you're putting in see for me
0: it is there's one one request and that's pretty much it every if it's a first date scenario it's oh brother where art thou by the (laughs) core brothers so it's like that was i've seen that movie over 300 times everybody who's listened to the show is bored by this already i've seen it over 300 times throughout university it was my uh screening process for my girlfriends would basically we'd watch it if they didn't like it then that relationship wasn't really uh, uh worth continuing. Oh
1: Marcus you are ruthless so the so you so you meet these these women these beautiful women and they have they you put on a Cohen move Cohen Brothers movie yes. it's Cohen Brothers isn't it that's right and if they don't like that they're out okay right. i'm going to say as well if 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 i'd have met you at university I would have also tried you with uh, The Wedding Singer with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore, which is, and I would have said the same to you. If you'd not like that, I would have said, look, I don't, this isn't going to work.
0: Funnily enough, yes. it's it's my second favorite Adam Sandler movie. So, it, it "Punch Drunk Love" is my number one for Adam Sandler, and then "Wedding Singer" is number two because that, no matter how many times I watch that movie, it's it's just as sweet. That this, and I think it's the first one they've done together. They've done a number of other ones together. Yes. That was the first yeah. one. And I think that's the best in my opinion. So, see, it would have been, it would have worked out. It, my,
1: it would have been perfect. I think that you know, with the Wedding Singer, just that you know, the cameos from Steve Buscemi when he's the, um, the slightly bad uncle that turns up drunk. And there's so many different... We could talk about this all day, couldn't we? You know, Absolutely. this is the beautiful thing. So, yeah, get yourself down to Hotel Hyundai and make your requests and let's see what we can do with this cinema.
0: Yes, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou better be on that list. You didn't actually answer that. You, you asked me yes. if I like Wedding Singer. You didn't talk about Oh Brother, Where Art Thou. Would you have liked it?
1: Okay. <laughs> oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And I am choosing my words... Yeah I I I I love it. I have I don't know whether I've ever been the biggest Cohen brothers fan. However, I do see the beauty in the staging and the surreal aspects of it. I see it's not that they're very cerebral and they're uh, I I I can understand why you love it. I can understand why you love it. These, these are all the things that I would have been saying if should we have been on a date? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep, that,
1: that, to try I, and stay in, in 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 the flat back at uni
0: i have to i have to admit my wife doesn't like it at all so oh my god <laughs> yes but
1: so there was she must thing. be a very beautiful woman then because but, she managed to pass the test otherwise
0: i don't tell her enough but yes uh i, 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 would, <laughs> I would go with that
1: so so let's
0: let's take the idea of uh, so with hotel hyundai someone going there obviously it's just two people it's going to be a fact. i don't know if you take someone there on a first date um, would you recommend taking someone on a first date to the hotel Hyundai?
1: Look, I don't want to bar anybody from Hotel Hyundai. And yet, going on a very first date anywhere involving an overnight stay, because you really know somebody by the end of this, don't you? by the you know, I, uh, I no, I'm gonna say first date are very welcome. I'm saying it's a third date thing. If you don't really know the person, it's a third date thing because by that point you can really settle into the uh, the the food and the cocktails and everything like that. Oh, first date? No, first date. I think that I think for the first date you just go for a coffee uh, somewhere uh, about two minutes from your own house, Yes. so that uh, yes, you can just get have to Think
0: of the safety aspect, right? <laughs> so, yeah. so if you're if you are going from friends to lovers, and so you already know the person that's fine you can do that um you can so do that as you yeah. as you created this hotel uh, I, I again it's a question that was bubbling around my head um it's what let, let's say it was a third date and you know, then now what would you cure what menu and drinks would you curate for me if i were taking my wife on, a, on this date and i say we're leaving the kids with our family and i'm taking my wife to this experience what meal what uh cocktails would you curate for us
1: well, when I was putting the menu together, what I thought, well, we're going into, well, we are in autumn, we're, so I wanted something kind of hearty. It still has to be elegant and feel like it feel glamorous, but it has to has to be still hearty and fed. Nobody wants to go into the middle of nowhere and then just have plates of fragments and smears, do they? Like on MasterChef, <laughs> nobody wants that. But we also want something locally sourced and organic and beautiful ingredients. So we're going to have as the starter char-grilled rosemary beetroot with a hazelnut crumble and then lots of pickled vegetables around it. The main course, we've got this amazing grill going and uh, we're doing locally sourced beef and chicken and salmon, bream tofu if that's if that's what you like and then loads of char-grilled marinated vegetables the sides really good these are really good barbecued sesame potatoes and sweet potatoes lots of char grilled soy and butter cabbage and then loads of uh, all the different sauces peppercorn sauces and and uh Bernays the uh the pudding which i absolutely loved was a is a vegan chocolate mousse it's just and and i i'm really into vegan um puddings really really good really rich so that's what's going on down there but you don't have to cook any of it that's the fabulous thing There's yeah, there's, a the man, man, yeah, I mean, there's a man yeah there's a man standing there ready to go ready to serve all of your whims you had me
0: at, at salmon and sweet potato because that would be, you know, those two combined. Excellent. I would be worried about the man who can cook and is standing there um, because my, my wife might then start to wonder and ask some questions <laughs> that I might not be interested in trying to deal with. But, uh, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll swiftly move on. But what about a cocktail, though? What about the cocktail drinks?
1: Well, um, you know, when you get to your cabin, there is actually a kind of your own personal rather well-stocked drinks cabinet uh but there is also uh we've we've done our own bespoke cocktail called the electric cocktail uh which has uh gin and vanilla and uh something called the chilled blue butterfly pt infusion uh it's got a lemon twist so electric it's kind of fresh and vibrant and zingy right (laughs)
0: uh, that's it's it sounds uh, intriguing. It's something I did with it this. Sounds...
1: <laughs> I love that. We'll make you a G and T if that's what you want as well. Don't I'm worry.
0: I'm a I'm a rum and coke guy, but uh, but you know it's it's uh it's a new experience. I'm always open for, yeah. for for new experiences. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. and I'm speaking with restaurant critic, columnist, author Grace Dent, who's talking about Hyundai Hotel Hotel Hyundai which is an amazing experience, uh, the, the, the first car-powered hotel uh, in the world, not just in the UK. Uh, if people wanted to start booking this particular experience, how would you advise that they do that?
1: Well, I mean, the good news is that there are uh, still places available. You know, we've, we had such a massive, uh, you know, a massive surge of people, thousands and thousands of people. We're only there for three weeks. So we have kept... Uh, some of the places open so you need to go to the Hyundai website if you go there and look you you'll be directed to uh, a travel agency company who are responsible at the moment for doling out the tickets but it is all still to play for there are still places
0: because I found there's a a competition online uh, at the moment for uh, if if I'm not mistaken about 14 places left uh, in, in the competition but it's on as you said it's on the uh, Hotel Hyundai website which we'll post with our uh, episode when it goes out so people get the opportunity to go compete and see if they can uh, get that wonderful experience uh, it, I'm definitely yes. I, I'm I'm going to be uh, popping in there putting myself in the competition as well to see how we go uh, so just moving away from the uh, Hotel Hyundai for a second moving focusing more on you uh, uh Grace you have a podcast called Comfort Eating with Grace Dent which is just uh, it, it's moving into its fourth season tell us what the podcast is about
1: Comfort Eating is uh, a podcast where I invite celebrities into my own home in East London and they come and talk to me about the, the, the food that they really eat so not the foods that they talk about when they're asked about their diet regime in, in magazines when they claim that all they eat is steamed chicken and broccoli or that they dine in the fanciest restaurants. Comfort eating is about that snack that we all have that we cobble together where no one's looking and sit on the sofa in possibly a pair of elasticated waist trousers, but these... <laughs> But this is a fact, this is a chance for celebrities to say, look, this is what I eat, you know, Scarlet Moffat, for example, off Gogglebox comes on and she made me beans on toast, but with a packet of Watsits scrunched up and put along the top. I had um, Jay Blades came in yesterday from the repair shop and he bought me the best bun and cheese I have ever tasted in my entire life like smothered with butter and loads of cheese you have the weird and you have the wonderful you know like dono porter was in uh, yesterday and she was uh, she brought you know crisps but dipped into really mayonnaise potato salad it's those things you'd never cook for anyone else, you know? If they came round your house for dinner and they said, oh, what are we having? And you went, oh, whatever, what's it some beans? <laughs> go, what's gone wrong, you know? What is, so, your,
0: what is your comfort food?
1: Oh, gosh. So it used to be uh, oven chips with mint sauce. You know, the mint sauce that you just get out of a jar? Yeah. And then powdered gravy. And uh, And obviously, again... So somebody said to me, what is this? And I said, I think I'm trying to recreate a Sunday roast, but also (laughs) a Sunday roast, but just with. And then that moved on. And my one at the moment, which is absolutely I know it makes people wretch is uh, so I love rice. And I, but rice is obviously full of carbohydrate and, you know, you're always trying to be good and like, yep. you know, eat more healthily. So I started eating cauliflower rice. Then I started making cauliflower rice pudding.
0: Cauliflower rice pudding. Okay. Yes. Uh, so what it
1: is, it no looks like.
0: Here. No judgment here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it looks like rice pudding. It's got vanilla in it. Smells like rice pudding. When you go to put it to your mouth, just an ever so slight taste of cauliflower cheese but there's no it, it, it there's something about it i just and this is the beauty of comfort eating the podcast you can't quite explain why you keep going back but it's convenience and it's hitting a spot yeah. um and uh, yeah so i'm eating a lot of uh, a lot of cauliflower sweet cauliflower at the moment
0: i think every obviously everyone has Uh, that food that uh, that concoction that they put together that they themselves are disgusted with themselves for eating it and so they don't like sharing it so I I think it's a great idea to have do you feel ready
1: to do you feel ready to disclose yours
0: oh I disclose mine all the time and it disgusts people Uh, it's a I've been doing this for since I was uh, yay high Um, I take two slices of uh, tiger bread uh, white tiger bread I get um um sorry the chocolate the, what is it the chocolate mm-hmm. digestive biscuits I could take two and then in the middle I take a banana and I take an angel cake and I slice it and I put it right in the middle so I just squeeze the entire thing together and that's basically what I eat <laughs> I see your it's, face you're, you're horrified beyond belief
1: um, I am part horrified but filled with the <laughs> deepest of respect. It's a it's a, a tiger bread sandwich with angel cake and digestives in it.
0: With a the banana. Uh, there's a banana. And banana,
1: the, of course, yeah. I'd forgotten the banana. How, how foolish. Okay, yes, with banana. Yeah.
0: Yes. It's, I mean, uh, it's uh, it quite sounds... healthy, right? So I add the the, the the fruit in there to make it um, nice and healthy. So, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is what I have. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Acho, and I'm here with Grace Dent, food critic, uh, restaurant critic, columnist, author, podcaster, talking about hotel, Hyundai. Just a last little uh, pitch. You said you, it, you, it's running for a short period of time. Uh, let us know how long people have the opportunity to experience this delight.
1: Well, uh, you know, it seems a shame, but we are only there for three weeks this time um i i hope that we can do other things again in the future but this time it's just really three weeks we are uh just giving people a glimpse of what is possible and what's possible for the future but yeah three weeks so you know in the <laughs> blink and you'll miss it you need to get down there and see it before uh before it goes
0: excellent we're going to put the uh, links in the show notes uh grace thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me i know you're extremely busy And we look forward to hearing more on uh, your podcast, Comfort Eating with Grace Dent, uh, and seeing you on TV in more uh, episodes of MasterChef and all your other endeavors.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And that was my conversation with Grace Dent talking about uh, the Hotel Hyundai and there uh, very limited opportunities to go and get it. So go on the website, try and find, get the opportunity to uh, to check out uh, or to get the opportunity to, um, to go on this exclusive, really uh, interesting date scenario with, as Grace said, maybe not necessarily your first date, but maybe a third or fourth date uh, opportunity there for you. You've been listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I want to thank you all very much for taking the time to listen to us ramble about different TV shows and films that we like. Uh, I know, obviously, you have other things that you could watch and listen to, uh, but you chose this opportunity to listen to me. And I thank you very much for it. And again, thank you, as always, to Resonance for not listening to us. Otherwise, we would have been cancelled years ago. Uh, So keep not listening to us and keep letting us abuse your airways. Uh, My name is Marcus E. Ako. And I'm still producer Dave.
2: Saying thank you very much for listening. And speak to you all next time.
0: Goodbye. Bye.